All right, Eric, now it's time to thank our sponsor, All.Net Insurance. Papa Hinojosa, a great friend of not only just us personally, but the show, of course. They are Arizona-focused for almost 40 years. They have 30 Valley locations for all of your home, auto, and commercial needs. And not only that, but they're also Arizona's most referred insurance company, and they're focused on customer service and finding the right coverage for you, and most importantly, at the right price. Eric, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, they they have amazing partnerships, 20 different carriers, over 20. Uh, they do this shopping for you, so they find what works for you, the right price. They work within your budget, uh, what you need for insurance. There's not much better in the in the state. You need insurance for a lot of different things, uh, so give them a call, 602-233-3333. That's 602-233-3333, and it's A-A-L-L.net, all.net. Eric, we are now two weeks in to the Arizona high school football season, along with other sports. Uh, we're, we're pretty much entering week three in just about everything or even beyond that for a lot of these, you know, volleyball teams and whatnot. So it, it's exciting, man. Uh, you know, I know we're, we're back after a week break because you were uh, you were on vacation going to a wedding. So first off, how are you? How was your little time off? Was it good? It was good. Went back to uh, Minnesota for the first time in over a year. I hadn't been. Um, so I saw a little bit of family, but, you know, mostly doing wedding stuff. It was it was a good time, though. That's awesome. It's always good to, you know, get some time with family every now and yeah. then. Yeah, Especially sure. because, you know, I mean, people may not really think it, but you and I are, we kind of have stressful jobs. We're kind of always on the clock. So... It's one of those situations where we don't really have a ton of free time, even though, like I said, it may look great because, you know, yes, we cover sports for a living, and I don't think any of us would change that, but we do deserve some time off every now and then, which is why I took two weeks in the summer, so. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you talk about that a little bit. It's it's not like we're always working, but like even on my days off, I'm always keeping track of what's going on yeah. um, in sports, like seeing if anything pops up. And even on a quote unquote day off, if something breaking happens, we might have to write about it or um, yep. kind of see what's going on. Or at least like, you know, on my on my days off, I'm doing a little bit of planning for the days ahead too. <laughs> like it's not ne- technically working, but it's like, you know, putting out a schedule and whatever for myself. So it's I feel like it's funny. I was actually talking to uh, my class at Cronkite today. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. Um, and, you know, I was kind of just explaining like, you know, deadlines and game stories. And I was like, look, like, I get it. You may not have good transportation. You may have other things going on. And I was like, I've been in your, I've been in your shoes before. Like, I, I understand. I'm like, even now, like, you know, I may seem like I have my life figured out, but at the, in reality, when I'm there teaching, I'm still thinking about, okay, I need to get this story, this story, this story by Thursday for all the print. And then I need to plan for next week. Um, and I was like, when I'm not here, I'm, I'm trying to, or when I'm not, yeah, when I'm not in class, I'm trying to plan for what I'm going to do with you guys, like what we're going to talk about, what lectures. And I was like, on top of that, 
I'm thinking of, okay, what am I going to do my free time? When am I actually going to get some time to myself to kind of unwind and relax? It, it, it can be stressful, man. But at the same time, we do it because we love it. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Yeah, I can't do anything else. So, right. um, yeah, I'm not. This is the only thing I'm halfway good at. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, Eric, like I mentioned, we are now two weeks into the Arizona high school football season. Um, the last couple episodes, we kind of highlighted some matchups we were looking forward to. We're going to hold off on week nine and ten. Um, I think I'd rather just take a look back at the last two weeks, see what games we've covered, see you know, what we've seen and maybe some feature stories and then kind of look ahead and see what we're looking forward to the most when it comes to this football season, maybe some surprises so far this season, things like that. So I know week one of the season, you were not in town. So I'm going to let you off the hook for that one. So with that said, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Week one of the season, I saw Desert Vista and Perry play. These are two teams that are very much improved from last year. Um, neither team won a game. Obviously, the COVID year was was weird. Both teams lost one uh, one game at least. Perry lost two uh, due to a uh, you know quarantine situation. Um, obviously, Preston Jones is still at Perry, but Desert Vista has a new head coach in Ty Wisdom. So, just to see what the Thunder have been able to do, I mean, their offense was so much better this year so far that I've seen than it was last year. Uh, Jackson Aikens is a year older. Michael Allison is a year older. Uh, Devin Grubbs is healthy, finally. And he looked good in that game, too. He almost rushed yep. for 200 yards despite then losing, I think, 35 to 28. So very exciting times for Desert Vista. They're going to be improved. I actually saw Devin just on Saturday. He was at ASU uh, for their game against uh, UNLV. So, you know, he's he's looking forward to the rest of the year. He's looking forward to you know, ending his senior year on a, on a high note before he goes off to NAU. So um, just excited for that team and excited for Perry, even though their week two game against Basher didn't go as, as they had hoped. But, um, you know, definitely much improved. If you can get a win, you know, that early in the season, just to kind of get rid of what happened last year in the case for Perry, I mean, I, you've got to be happy about it. So 100%. Yeah. Um, then on Friday, I saw... Mountain Point beat Corona del Sol. And I might as well just go right into week two. Mountain Point beat Brophy in week two. This is the first time, Eric, since 2016 that this Mountain Point team is 2-0 to start the year. And they've already They're matched impressive. their win total. They've matched their win total from the last two seasons combined already. Yeah. Yeah, you've been telling me. I don't know much about Coach Lauer. I started covering kind of the West Side when he, right around when he got in there. Um, so he's not someone. I mean, I'm familiar with with him and stuff, but I haven't covered that team in Desert Vista in the same way as I used to. But the way you and some of the other people have spoken about that program and how much he cares and everything, you can see it. Yeah. And obviously, it's not just about wins and losses. That's just a product of some of the other stuff. But um, it, it really appears that they are um, they're on the right track right now. They are. Their offense is looking really good. Their defense is looking good as well. Um, you know, they've got a good offensive line. They're young, but, you know, Jack Plody up there at, at, at left guard, I mean, he's really become the guy that the coaches are leaning upon to help the younger guys out. Um, Chris Arvizo, he, we, saw, we saw him really uh, come into his own 
as a sophomore against Desert Vista in the final game of the season when he went off for, man, I don't even know, like four touchdowns, I think it was. Um, and now, I mean, he threw for over 200 against Corona and then almost, and then uh, I think like 350 against Brophy. And that's a defense that has the likes of Zach Swanson and Ben Morrison at defensive back. So, I mean, that's no, that's a, that's not an easy task. No, not and, at all. You know, Jordan Huff had a good game, the wide receiver there at Mountain Point. Um, Amir Boyd had a pick six that really helped them kind of stay in that game when they were down early, I think like 12 nothing. So I think the biggest thing with this Mountain Point team is they're playing together. They didn't really do that a whole lot last year. They're playing as one unit. Their chemistry is better. They're just an overall better team. And they actually play Perry this week. And um, I'm not going to lie, Eric, it's hard for me to bet against Mountain Point anymore. Yeah. And you know you know how I am. I always try to give them benefit of the doubt. I always pick them for games. But truthfully, I really think at this point that most of the games on their schedule, they could very much win. Yeah. And that wasn't the case last year. Yeah, it was before it was pulling out a win when maybe not yeah. an upset per se because it's we don't have the rankings yet, but mm-hmm. – you know, maybe having to pull something out rather than being the team that kind of leads the whole way and takes over. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited to see what they can do the rest of the year. Um, like I said, they've got Perry this week, um, and then they've got a couple other. I know they have to head down to, like, Sierra Vista, which obviously I will not be going to. Um, but, you know, still very exciting. Yeah. Um, really quick, last Thursday, um, or I guess this past – yeah, last Thursday. Sorry, I'm getting my dates mixed up. We're talking about two different good. Um, I saw Campo Verde, they beat up on Cactus Shadows. A lot of penalties in that game, but, I mean, it was the classic Campo Verde defense helping out the offense to kind of gain some momentum, and they ended up winning that game pretty easily, actually. So, um, What did you Ireland. see from that Cactus Shadows team? Um, I asked they, because I'm, I'm going to see them this week. They're playing at Coconino on Friday, uh, assuming that Coconino is able to play. They had to skip this yeah past Friday's game due to COVID issues. So if they're back, um, they're supposed to play Cactus Shadows. So I'm intrigued by that. You know, Cactus Shadows, they they lost a close one to Mesa. And then, like I said, they were kind of blown out a little bit by Campo. Um, they they seem... Now, I don't remember exactly their roster. I don't have it next to me, but they, they kind of seem like a young group and a little bit. They are. They had a lot of seniors that brought them that's to the playoffs last year. See, that's what I thought. Um, you know, they're offensively, they do have some weapons though. They definitely have weapons offensively. They have a couple tailbacks that really run hard and hit the hole. Um, their offensive line, again, a little undersized, but I mean, they, they were able to pick up some yards against Campo. So I think this will be a team that gets better as they go along. Sure. Um, you know, they may not make the playoffs this year, but I think especially if a lot of them are juniors, maybe some sophomores, the, they, they could very much benefit from playing and trying to develop as the season goes on and then next year be a team that makes it back to the postseason. Makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's also intriguing, you know, playing a 6A team in Mesa yeah. and then Campo Verde is one of the top 5A schools every single yeah. year. Um, so, you know, it'll be a different kind of test seeing what Coconino <laughs> can do as a 4A. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are they, they're going up there for that game, right? They're, yeah, they're coming to Flagstaff. Okay, got it. 
Um, how about you? I know you saw a couple games. I'll, I'll get into the my second game that I saw just this past Friday in a second. But uh, you were able to pick a, or go to your first game uh, last week as well. So what did you see out there from uh, Flagstaff and Washington? Yeah, so they played the first Flagstaff home game um, at Walk-Up Sky Dome. So they use NAU's arena as their home field. It was it was a it was a domination. Um, it was weird to call it that because the first quarter ended zero zero. Both teams were playing really good defense. Washington was running the ball a lot, so they they ran a lot of clock. And then NAU only ended up ha- or Flagstaff. Uh, I called them NAU because they were in NAU. Um, were they only really had one possession, so it was a slow moving game um, at first, but then once. Flagstaff got into their rhythm a little bit. They started to take over. It ended up being 48-0 Flagstaff. Um, Their quarterback, Bodie Mayer, who it's his first year starting, but he's thrown seven touchdown passes in his first two games. And that's, you know, super impressive for someone who had never started before. He was um, a guy that Coach Manning is is really high on. He was saying that... um, Coach, Coach Manning, it's his first year as head coach, but he was an assistant for a long time. And yeah. so he always said that uh, Mayer was somebody that he knew would be good. He was always really competitive on scout team as the backup and everything. And then the defense just absolutely took over. Um, there's Nick Morrow, the Cal commit on one side of the defensive line. And, you know, they had to put two or three guys his way um, and they didn't run the ball his way a lot. Washington and then Spencer Smith, uh, uncommitted DN that I think will start to get some offers if he keeps playing like this was just absolutely dominant uh, statistically. He had um, he had three and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and two forced fumbles, and that's without playing most of the fourth quarter. So wow. just super impressive. Um, dominated whoever was on the other side of the line um, from him and just disrupted their offense all day. So we'll see. Uh, Flagstaff won against Camelback the week before. Um, it was 26-7, so it was a pretty dominant victory there, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to think yet. Like, they've obviously looked good. They're 2-0, yeah. but they're going to start playing. They play Mingus this week, and that ended up being a uh, a home game just because Mingus' um, field is under construction. So they're playing here in Flagstaff, even though they're – even though Flagstaff is technically the the road team, but they're playing here. But once they start playing this higher level competition, I'm going to be interested to see if they can have this same kind of dominance because they were, they were in the play in game last year, but they got, Mm -hmm. uh, they got beat and they ended up going four and four. So it's not like they were this dominant group um, last season. So, you know, it looks good so far, but we'll see. Right on. What are you, what are you expecting from Coconino? this Friday. Coconino's a weird one because they have not even they've never played a padded game against another team yet. Mm-hmm. Um they didn't have a scrimmage. They had a bye week one and then they missed week two. So they're gonna be raw. Um I I expect that they're gonna be tough defensively because they brought that's where they brought a lot of people back is on defense, especially their front seven. Um and so they're gonna try to stop the run and they're gonna um, I'm not sure about their offense yet. They've got a new sophomore quarterback, uh, Watson, Enoch Watson, who I assume will be the starter. He's he played really well at the uh, um, at Chili's uh, fight flight club, mm-hmm. and 
I almost called Fight it Fight Club. Club. Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Um, which maybe it should have been. Um, uh, people well, were getting angry. Yeah, I mean, but but chili chili putting on a you know a, an event to have high schoolers fight each other probably yeah that's not great. Um, yeah. But so I'm I'm intrigued because you know like I said they're raw they haven't played anybody yet they haven't even had a scrimmage so I know those guys are going to be super raring to go but it might also be a little bit of rust at the start I guess we'll we'll see uh, mm-hmm. I assume that they'll have a lot of energy just from being pent up all this time and not have able to hit another team so the first time they're able to they'll be excited yeah right on um the I covered Chandler Cherry Creek on Friday yeah. Cherry Creek um you know two-time defending champion out of Colorado they at the time had won 25 games in a row and I'll be honest I kind of thought Chandler was going to win that game like by three or, or more scores up until their first drive that Cherry Creek team was much better than I expected they had a scrappy defense. They were fast uh, in the secondary. And that D-line actually got to Ethan Moore, who started in place of Blaine Hippa, who was uh, out sick the entire week. Not COVID, but um, probably just a cold or something. He tested negative for, like, everything, apparently. So, one, that's good. But, two, um, you know, Ethan still handled himself very, very well. Um, despite pressure... And even the whole entire Chandler offense, actually, even when they weren't doing that well, you know how teams, especially high schoolers, they can kind of implode a little bit. They were calm, cool, and collected the entire time, which I really give them a lot of credit. That I mean, most of that goes towards Coach Garrison and the coaching staff, right. of course, um, you know, keeping them kind of in line with their goals and everything. Um, but, you know, Coach G was, was still very happy with – with Ethan and the way that he handled himself and, and stepping up and, you know, they've got three division one quarterbacks. They've got HIPAA, they've got Ethan, and they've got uh, KJ Cooper. So really any, any of those three, or I guess those other two could have stepped in for Blaine, but Ethan got the nod and, and he did well, man. I think he threw for still over like 200 yards from what I got. Um, he had a touchdown pass to, uh, to junior uh, and Subaga. I hope I'm saying his last name, right. Um, Karan Adams ran in a touchdown and they kicked a field goal. So, you know, um, Cherry Creek got an early score, but Chandler's defense, man, they're just so good. Um, I mean, they're, it's expected obviously, and they're not even at full strength. They have a couple transfers that are still That's not the to play. So it's kind of scary to, to think how good this team is going to be week six. But I mean, at the same time, it's kind of expected because it's Chandler. So, um, That's right. but yeah, they, they put on for Arizona. They represent the state well against national competition. And now it's Hamilton's turn. So it's going to be fun. And we'll get into that one second. But I also did, Eric, I have to kind of gloat a little bit. For the sure. first time, I covered an Arizona State football game. And I have to thank Mr. Brad Sesmat for that because he is letting me contribute to Sports 360 AZ. And he got me the credential. And it was a lot of fun, man. And I'm going to be covering the game against Colorado in two weeks. Uh, Brendan Rice coming back to Arizona to play. So that's going to be pretty fun to see. And then the week after that, or week after, maybe two weeks after that, I'm actually going to Pasadena to cover ASU against UCLA. So that'll be cool. Brad, if you're listening, thank you. I've also been on audibles a few times. I'm going to continue to do that every single week. I'm going to do some Cardinals as well. So uh, a lot of fun, man. A lot of football. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, I thrive off that. Do you know who's, uh, who's covering 
uh, this next week's University of Arizona football game from you guys? Um, is, it, is it Jordan? I know he's been going to a few of those. It, it might be Jordan. I'm I not asked, sure because I asked because I have a particular interest in that one. NAU yeah, is playing at in Tucson, and I can't make the trip on our company dollar. I could do it on my own, but yeah. um, we're journalists. We'll let yeah. that say for itself. Um, <laughs> but that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. So uh, yeah. I'll be particularly interested in who's covering that one. You want me to cover it for you guys? If you want, to, um, if you want to go out there, we can't pay you uh, for gas <laughs> or anything. Uh, but we could probably get you a fifty dollars freelance fee. I mean, it's a shorter <laughs> it's a shorter trip than than uh, for me than it is for you. That's true. No, I don't know. I think I want to say it's either Jordan Ham or Jordan Spurgeon. Yeah. I don't one of those two because I think I know one of them is going with Claudia up to Provo to cover ASU versus mm-hmm. Utah. I don't know who is going to be down in Tucson though, but um, I can find out. See if they Provo's can. a party, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just let that one not, slide, huh? Not, not not the type of party that some people are thinking that we're talking about. Yeah. Um but yeah. One of the um, most passionate fan bases you'll find. Oh yeah. And I, well, I mean I heard it's a beautiful campus too up there. BYU. Yeah. So Yep. I, I definitely not- I've always wanted to go up there, honestly. That in uh, in Utah's campus in Salt Lake. Yep, I know they're like yeah, really close to each other. I've but... seen both of them. They're about an hour drive away or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah, because Utah's in Salt Lake City, uh, University of Utah, and then yep. Provo's kind of out in the in the mountains and and everything. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm hoping that uh, Brad, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping I can go to uh, Oregon State. I want to go to Corvallis, so uh, I'll drop that little hint there. I have Southwest points. I can pay my own flight. Dang, look need, at you. I know. I got a I got a little bonus welcome when I applied for it. So um anyway, so yeah, that was a lot of fun covering ASU. Um, you know, I, it's kind of cool that you and I are both at the same exact time covering college games. When yep. you and I have talked about for so long how we wanted to do this too. Yep, that's exactly right. So, just because with the Tribune, we really are community-based. We don't really focus a lot on college stuff, mostly just high school, which is great. I love it. Um, but, you know, and thank you to, you know, I have to thank my bosses too for letting me obviously write for somebody else on the weekends when I'm quote-unquote off the clock. But no such thing as that. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot yeah, we've both covered a couple Fiesta Bowls and, oh, yeah. you know, things here and there, but not on a regular basis. No, yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of fun. Um, all right, Eric. What game? Well, first of all, you already told us you're going to be at Coconino. Yeah, I'm um, going to be at Coconino, assuming they play. Exactly. Uh, is Flagstaff home this week, too? Just Flagstaff in case, is home, same okay. day. Um, they're taking on Mingus in, in the game. That's right. You already about. mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. So. Okay. That'll be a good one. Mingus is a tough team. They just got a new coach. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how they are yeah. um, with having to travel and uh, Flagstaff taking on a region opponent that's tough every year for them. So that'll be a real test that they haven't gotten yet. And then, you know, Coconino taking on a 5A school having not played yet. Where are you going? So I'm going to be very close to home. I'm going about a mile away over to Hamilton because, well, we already mentioned it. They're hosting the number seven. As of right now, they could be in the top five. They're hosting the number seven team in the country, according to Max Preps and Bishop Gorman. 
Um, Cyrus Moss, Zion Branch. Uh, I believe his little brother's name is, I think, Zachariah Branch or something like that. Um, I, could, I could be wrong. It may not be Zachariah. I don't know. Anyway, um, they have so much talent on that roster. But yet, I can't help but think that Hamilton's going to escape with this one. That Bishop Gorman team has been on an in, like a, a national schedule so far. And obviously yeah. they do that a lot just because, yep. you know, I don't think the – there's some good teams in Nevada. There's uh, there's Liberty. Um, there's a few great squads. But I don't think the overall level of competition's there. So they played they played against a Honolulu team. They've played mm-hmm. Miami Central. And they played yep. Lone Peak from Utah. All superpowers from their areas. Yeah. Um, and they've beaten all of them. So that's that's a tough team right now. So Hamilton um, has a tough test ahead. But, yeah, I mean, if they play their way, I think mm-hmm. they can take it. Well, and what's crazy about that central team from Miami is I think they started the season like 0-2. <laughs> but both games came against teams. like I think they played um, – I think they played Bosco and then Gorman. Yeah, so, it's, so like, the, it's not like they're playing cupcakes no. and losing. So games. it's like it's like an zero and two has to come with an asterisk because they're literally playing two of the top teams in the country. So you know, so it's not like like Gore, you can look at Gorman's schedule like oh well you know you know they they uh they beat a team that's hasn't even won a game yet. So, well, yeah, but look at who they're playing at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's and that, it's not and like they lost like, to two yeah bad in state teams or whatever. And that Hawaii team, like you mentioned, St. Louis, I mean, that's – I'm pretty sure that's where Tua was from, right? Yeah, they're they're a superpower in Hawaii. Yeah. Like, they, they're in state contention. They're pretty dominant there every yeah. single year. Exactly. So, um, I'm excited for this game. It's on ESPNU. It's going to be crazy. I'm probably going to get there at 530 just so I can get a parking spot. Um, I'm sure, you know, my cousin's going to be in the stands because he's, he's a senior at Hamilton. So, um I get to kind of keep an eye on him a little bit. Not really. Make sure he doesn't do anything too crazy. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. I'm not his dad. <laughs> um, and if his dad does text me, I'll say, uh, excuse me, I'm busy. Um, yeah. But, you know, my I my buddy, one of the buddies I played football with, his son is a sophomore at Hamilton. So kind of cool, you know, um, if his son's able to kind of get in the game and, and make a play or two. Um just a, it's just really exciting, man. I mean, this is the third time in two years Hamilton's playing on ESPN, which yeah, is really unheard cool. of for high schools, unless your name is like IMG Academy. Yeah. So, you know, playing Bishop Sycamore. Um, it's really cool, though, man. It, it's great for the state. Um, it's great that, you know, we, we get a chance to see these out-of-state teams come here because last year we didn't have that. Um, you know, I think... Hamilton last year was supposed to play Helix from from San Diego, like the San yep. Diego area. That didn't happen. I think it was Basha who was going to play a team from Texas. That didn't happen. And I think Centennial um, was going to play someone too, right? I yeah, Centennial who. I think was going to play somebody. I think Chandler was going to play somebody. Um, you know, all the usual suspects that have played out-of-state opponents on a yearly basis. Sawara was going to play Sierra Canyon. That game got moved to this year. Um, which is one that I think we'll talk about in a second here too. But just really cool that these Arizona teams have the ability now to kind of quote unquote have a normal year and be able to do this because it does bring a lot of recognition to the state, especially when they win. 
And with that being said, Eric, like I said, I think, you know, we saw Chandler get the win. I think we're going to see Hamilton get the win. And I'm going to go out and say that I think Saguaro is going to beat Sierra Canyon. I think Arizona's going to go 3-0 against some of the top teams in that country. Yeah, I think I think there's a really good chance of that. And you know these teams better than I do. Mm-hmm. But what kind of game does Hamilton have to play? Like, does it have to be a defensive battle? Or what are they going to have to do to beat, uh, to beat Bishop Gorman? I think, I think it's a little bit of everything. I think if, one, the offensive line can slow down Cyrus Moss off the edge and give Nico enough time to kind of scan the field and let his receivers get open, I think they can outpass Gorman. Um, running the ball on Gorman is going to be very hard, I believe. But I think if your offensive line can hold up maybe three, four seconds and let Nico kind of settle himself in the pocket. I think they can, um, they can definitely win that way. Cause I really believe that Christian Anaya, even though he doesn't have the stars, like some of these other guys do, I really think that he is one of the best receivers in the state. And I think he can really run away from anybody with his speed. So that's how I think that's one aspect of it. The other one Deuce Davis has to get to the quarterback. He's got to come off that edge, and he's got to cause mayhem like he has in basically every game since last year. Uh, he's able to do that along with you know guys like Chandler Davis on the other side, and I think Hamilton Hamilton's able to win this one. Um, but it's key that they do cause some disruption because if not, if that Gorman quarterback is able to kind of settle down and find his wideouts, they are so fast, or even worse, if some of you know Gorman's running backs get loose, they're so fast and so shifty that it could be a long day for Hamilton. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is it has to be their lines of scrimmage that yep, uh, exactly. play really well, and that's I mean a lot of football. That's super yep. simplifying it because a lot of other things have to go right. But I think that mm-hmm. that's kind of one of their strengths, Hamilton. And if they can play up to that, then they'll be good to go. Exactly. So. Really exciting, man. I think, actually, I think the Saguaro game might be on ESPN, too. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, Especially because, what is it, week six? Yep. So a lot of teams will have, um, you know, a lot of teams play their out-of-state games earlier in the season. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this so, game I was mean, moved, yeah. The the Sierra Canyon game was actually supposed to be at the Honor Bowl. Remember when Chili and I went out there yeah. a couple years ago? It was supposed to be then, and I was actually going to go out there for that too. I was going to try to anyway, um, but for some reason, neither. No, just kidding. Sierra Cannon still played in that game, but for some reason, Saguaro didn't travel out there. Yeah. Sierra Cannon played a um, Corona Centennial. I actually don't know how that game went. I might look that up really quick. Um, but yeah, they didn't. So no, no Arizona teams in the uh, uh, in the honorable this year, which. Kind of disappointing because that game was so, or that that event was just so much fun to go to last year, and it looks like Sierra Canyon did lose to Corona Centennial. Yeah. Um, yeah, thirty-five fourteen. Yeah, they. Uh, the fact that it's week six, there won't be as many of these. There's still a few teams that travel all around, like an IMG yeah. or whoever else, but there won't be as many interstate games. Um, yeah at that point. So maybe it'll have that ESPN coverage just because it's different. Yeah. 
exactly. So we'll see. I'll look it up and see if it is going to be. I thought I heard that it was a. It was easy. It was either being like discussed as a possibility, um, or it was actually already on the slate. I don't know. Yeah, with the amount of prospects that end up on both teams every year, then it, I mean, it has to be. It has to be something they at least consider. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at a uh, last year's game was supposed to be ESPN. Uh, yeah, possible ESPN national broadcast. I don't know if it's actually been uh, confirmed that it will be again or not. So, possibly. Which, For which sure. in that case, that game might start either earlier or hopefully not later. But either Do you way. have... Do you have freelancers or interns covering any other games for you this week? Yeah, so I've got one intern that's going to be at Desert Vista at Mesa. And then I've got a freelancer who you're familiar with, Chris Farendorf. He, he's done yep. some work for me in the past. Um, I'm going to have him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not Chris. Chris is gone this week. I'm going to have one of Chris's buddies actually at Mountain Point in Perry. So, so get that covered. I have to have those two covered, yeah. And I really want to see Gorman, so like <laughs> – I'm going to have to make it. Of course. Now. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I'll have those two games covered the usual. And then next week I'll have, uh, probably the same thing. I'll, I'll maybe, I'll maybe cover mountain pointer desert Vista again. I think I'll give one of them, uh, you know, one of the other teams and not, not Highlander, or I'm sorry, not Chandler or, uh, or Hamilton, but maybe a Highland, maybe a Basha, something like that. For sure. Yeah. There's, uh, there's plenty of good football, even without the the interstate games. Yeah. There's plenty of great state games in general. So, speaking of great games, how cool would it have been to see Cactus play Desert Vista last week? That would have been cool, and unfortunately, yeah. it didn't happen. Obviously, they there yeah. was some some logistical issues. They mm-hmm. um, the referees or whatever happened there. Um, yeah, it wasn't actually the referees. Referees were available. So just, I don't know what the deal was, is then. It was, so I wrote a story on it. It was essentially, here's how it all went down. Cactus reached out to Desert Vista because Desert Vista was on a bye week. Um, Cactus, of course, needed a game because Coconino had to go into quarantine. They didn't want to lose out on the opportunity to actually play a game. So when they reached out to Desert Vista, um, you know, Desert Vista's AD David Kleck had kind of talked about it with uh, with Coach Ty Wisdom, um, and they kind of were in agreement to try to make it happen. So he reached out to the AIA. AIA said, "Yes, you can have an eleventh game. That's fine." Uh, officials were made available, but then while trying to get everything together on such short notice, this was Thursday night, and they were going to play Friday night. Yeah. Um, you know, just security, basically everything that goes into hosting a game which believe it or not is more than just opening up the gates and letting of course yeah it's it's a lot and unfortunately because a lot of people were just expecting desert vista not to have a game at all that week it was one of those situations where it was just too short notice to try to get the right people in place to make it a safe environment for both teams and the fans so unfortunately they had to call it off cactus was able to find a game with west point which is great i'm glad they were able to um, you know, shout out to both of those schools for making it happen on such short notice. Um, Desert Vista, unfortunately, did not get the extra game. I know they wanted it not only just to one play, but two to get their transfers actually eligible one week earlier. Yep. Because, you know, five games, but if you have a bye week, then you're sitting 
you know, they're not able to come back until technically week seven versus six. So I know they wanted that game, um, just didn't work out. So uh, they're back in action this week, though, like I said before, against Mesa. So we'll see. I'm sure that I'm sure they'll be OK. I know when I talked to Devin Grubbs about it, he he did want to play that game, um, you know, because Cactus is a really good team. So I think it was yeah. I think Desert Vista wanted it just to kind of gauge where they were at after losing the Perry and having a full week to kind of fix some of their mistakes that they made. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a non-conference game for both of them because they're in different conferences. Yep. But it would have just been an awesome test. Yeah, absolutely. So, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But, you know, that and that's life. It happens. So, um, all right, Eric. College football was on on Saturday. NFL was on on Sunday. First yep. things first. Did you take advantage of some of those uh, FanDuel, uh, DraftKing? You know, I definitely thought about it. I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> um, I didn't bet. I want to at some point, but I just couldn't dive into it yet. I have yeah. to. Um, I had a feeling I would end up doing like there was all these promotions and stuff, mm-hmm. and I had to stop myself from from doing it because I figured maybe I would end up doing too much. So I'll get into it at some point. Did you? Um, I did. I did. I How did you feel? I mean, it's fun, man. I'm kind of glad. I mean, I'm not going to do it every single time because one, I don't make enough money to do that. But <laughs> That's part um, of the thing. <laughs> so uh, it's fun, though. It's definitely fun to, to you know, have it finally legal here in Arizona. I know a lot of people wanted it. So, um, but... How about those Cardinals, man? They beat up. They looked on great. They looked really good. They looked like they, they looked like a you know one of the best NFC teams just in their mm-hmm. Week One performance, and yeah. you know it's only one game, but the way that their defense and offense both played, um, all playmakers all over the field was was incredible, and that's a yeah. good Tennessee team. It I is. think Tennessee's going to be yeah. a playoff team. They might win their division. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill had a really great year last year. Their defense has some players on it. It's that's not an easy team to beat up like that. No, not at all. So, you know, shout out to the Cardinals for that. I mean, keep it going. We want to see a winning team again, just like the Suns were. So uh, definitely going to be a lot of fun. Um, How about this, Eric? How'd you do in fantasy football so far? I still haven't technically (laughs) lost yet. I'm going to, but I haven't yet. I have. Um, if let me see, I'm looking at the score now. I think I'm down by forty plus, and I've got, oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, I've got one player left. So mm-hmm. who's your player? Pl- I have. I'm playing against Jordan, um, Jordan Ham, okay. and I've got Jacobs, for, Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders. So if he has, you know. 200 yards and three touchdowns, I can barely squeak out a win. Assuming that Jordan has has, uh, Justin Tucker, the kicker from the the Ravens tonight. So if he scores nothing somehow, if the Ravens get shut out and Josh Jacobs has the best game of his life ever since probably like grade (laughs) school, then then I have a chance. But I've pretty much given up this week. How come you and Jordan did made your fantasy names based off my name? I don't know. I did it first though, and maybe he just yeah. did it because he thought it was funny. Yeah, which it is. 
it's kind of yeah i guess um whatever um i am getting throttled by andrew uh the, this one this one's already over we already both uh don't have any players left i lost by 80 points i i'm looking at yours now the fact that aaron Rodgers had uh 1.3 yeah is just wild to me well in that and that's why i lost because aaron didn't do anything and then raheem Mostert got hurt so also andrew scored 174 fantasy points that's insane well yeah i mean yeah so <laughs> Um, I mean, even if not good. Mostert and Rodgers played great games, they would have had to both play like incredible to make that up. So you want to know what's crazy, though? So I'm in three leagues. I'm in one that I play with some of my work buddies. I'm in one that I'm with you guys. I'm in one with some football buddies. And when I say work buddies, I mean old work buddies. Um, my football one, I'm right now projected to win by one point, which obviously is not safe. Means nothing. And then the other two, I literally got destroyed in both of them. Like the one that I won a championship in last year, I lost by almost 100 points. Wow. Yeah. And that's because, again, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I do have Mark Andrews and Justin Tucker, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm done for the week. So. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but, yeah, just brutal, man. A brutal start to the fantasy season. But So – I haven't, we've talked about this. I haven't played in a few years Mm -hmm. and I drafted a team that sounded good, but I think my team would have won a league like two or three years ago, but maybe (laughs) isn't up to date because I've got Saquon Barkley who did very little. Yeah. I think think they limited his touches though. Yeah. He he was hurt. He had 26 yards, um, 26 rushing yards. I've got him. I've got. Odell Beckham Jr., and I've got Leonard Fournette, and I've got Eric Ebron. And all those guys would have been, were like all-star level players two years ago, three years ago. Um, I would have been, I would have been in such good shape, but in 2021, maybe not the best choices. But those were the guys that were playing and really good the last time I played fantasy football. So maybe I just, I blocked the last few years of who was actually playing well out of my head. I will do a disclaimer for you. He did not start Odell. So I did not. I didn't. Yeah. He, he was on my bench, and I didn't start Leonard Fournette yeah. either. But no, I knew so. better than that. Yeah. So I did start. The, I did start a bunch ahead. of guys who I did start other guys who didn't do very well. But that's beside the point. Yeah, me too. So, um, but yeah, the uh, the Team AZV Fantasy Football League off to a good start. Um, who's winning that league? Like, who's going to win all of it? Yeah, who's winning the championship? Well, I mean, right now, I mean, Andrew's Andrew's team put up the most points. Yeah, like by, by no, like I like I like that team. Uh, I like his team, um, but but it also I can't predict that. him to win. Just I can't predict I mean, him he, to win. Yeah, his team. Just though, I mean, it's out of spite. Tom, Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, um, he's got a good team. So, as much as it pains me to say that, he has a good team. I won't admit it. I'm rooting for – if I don't win, I'm rooting for Chili because he auto-drafted. How did he do? He won. He won. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, he's up right now. Jacob still has Lamar and uh, Darren Waller from the – Yeah, so he could very well win, but – 
I'm rooting for yeah. Chili just because he auto drafted. Yeah, I'm rooting for myself. So that's fair. Yeah, I don't care whether <laughs> I win or lose. And only myself. Only myself. Yeah. I'm competitive yeah. like that though. So yeah. Anyway, all right, Eric. What do you say we wrap this up? Let's do it. What'd you eat right this on. week? What was the best thing you ate? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, man, I had one hell of a Chick-fil-A uh, burrito bowl yesterday. I didn't so know they good. made burrito bowls. What do you mean you didn't know they made burrito bowls? You know what? Wait, did, I, did, I, did I say Chick-fil-A? You said, you said Chick-fil-A. Oh, my I figured bad. that Chick-fil-A. out after you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I'd be oh, down for bad. a Chick-fil-A burrito bowl, though, with all the other, like, take all the other ingredients from Chipotle, but put little, like, fried chicken in there as a meat. I think mm-hmm. that could be pretty freaking good. Well, I've seen a video before where um, you can actually, like, order, like, chicken nuggets, and then, like, you get, like, the mac and cheese and fries and, like, mix them all together. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of like the, uh, that's not much different than the uh, the bowls at KFC. I don't know if they still... Serve yeah. them, but KFC used to have those, like the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes and cheese, and uh, and the popcorn chicken on top of it with corn and whatever else. That's not too different from that. Yeah, so yeah. it's Chick Fil A quality instead of the KFC quality. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no Chipotle. I mean, I I always get Chipotle, so it's not really that surprising that. But it's know. good every time, huh? That's why oh, you do well, it. Oh, absolutely. Probably gonna get it today, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> now just talking about it. Probably. Uh, by the way, Clay Helton from USC just got fired. Not that surprising. Yeah, they've had a tough stretch. Yeah, and they got destroyed by Stanford. So, anyway. Yep. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at Uniman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Thank you, as always, for everyone you know listening, tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Um, Thank you to our sponsor, uh, All Insurance, AALL.net, Papa Hinojosa. I've seen him on the sideline a couple times already. Great catching up with him as usual. Um, and, yeah, just definitely give us a, uh, a follow here on the, uh, on the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. For Eric, my name is Zach. And uh, once again, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Gang, gang.